Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. I'm Steven. I'm Isaiah. I'm Charlie. Today we have a real treat for you guys. My friends and I are here to share with you the experience that is the video game Shadow the Hedgehog. Yeah. Dude, this game is not good? This game is our second game that does not have the word Sonic in the title? Yeah? No, it's like our fourth. Wait, what are the other ones? Because there's Knuckles Chaotix. There's Tail Sky Patrol. Oh, uh, there's and... Tail Sky Patrol and Tails Adventure. Yeah. Oh, you're right. We got the Tails. I forgot about the. Oh, game and there's Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh, okay. You know what? You're right. Never mind. I thought this was a less common occurrence, but yeah, you always think Shadow the Hedgehog is special until you realize there was games that came out before Sonic Adventure. You know what's really special about Shadow the Hedgehog, guys? Yes, guns. It's rated E10 and up. Dude, it's a game where you shoot the police. It's rated E10 and up. <laughs> that was a new. Uh, that was a new rating back then. That was my first E10 plus game. Yeah, it was. It was brand new. W weren't they like specifically trying to get E10? I I don't even know, man. Uh, but uh, like somehow they escaped T for Teen when in a time where like I think like three years before this game came out, anything with like even a first-person perspective was considered M-rated. <laughs> like there was a Bionicle game that like wasn't even a shooter, from what I can tell, but it had a first-person perspective, and they couldn't shake the T rating. Yeah. So so uh, E10 was being introduced when Shadow the Hedgehog was being developed, and they were originally going for a T rating, uh, but they decided to make it E10, and then got rid of like the alien blood and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't know there was alien blood. I'm super into that. And they, and they toned down the amount of swears. Oh, by the way, there's swears in this game. Well, that's actually, we've had that before, because Knuckles in his raps actually says, like, damn a lot. Yeah, but that's... That's in, that's in songs that no one's actually hearing. I hear them every every night in my mind's eye. That's true, but you're not the average player, I think. I think that I'm, like, the average player of Sonic Adventure 2. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you're not the average ESRB raider, though. Oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, like, a uppity 60-year-old man, so... Dude, who... I want to I get a job working for the ESRB. I don't. I don't want to be in that fucking... I do not want that on my shoulders. I want to be like, well, there was a nipple in this, so... M plus. <laughs> but wait, it was on an orangutan. Is that okay? N minus. So, uh, let's let's get into the game. Does Donkey Kong have nipples in Donkey Kong Let's, let's get into the game. No. He has nipples in the cartoon, doesn't he? I don't like this question. Let's get into the game. <laughs> Charlie, does he have nipples in the cartoon? Do you remember? No. Man, dude, they, did they de-nip Donkey Kong? <laughs> they de-nip Donkey Kong? He never had nipples to begin with. Please, Steven, can we talk about Shadow the Hedgehog? I can't believe I'm saying this. It's Charlie's transition. It's I can't Charlie. take this away from you. Charlie. Oh, is it already my turn? Oh, how about that? It literally, you're the first thing in the docket after the <laughs> intro. Yeah, get fucked, Isaiah. So, this game... Charlie's like, we'll talk about Donkey Kong's nipples if I want to, goddammit. This game is like it's like kind of any other sonic game you play it's definitely got a lot of heroes in it. it's got like the same engine almost the same character models um but like you, you have like a set amount of stages that branch out depending on what you do in a stage and you have like three different objectives sometimes two per stage and you can kill things you can find things you can destroy things there's a lot of things you can do, but people will badger you no matter what, because there is an <laughs> alien invasion, and there are aliens, and then there's the gun troopers, but you're supposed to like them now. Uh, game. <laughs> it's a very slippery game, because it's Sonic Heroes, but now you're not guided with three other people, you're just Shadow the Hedgehog with guns. There's guns in this game, and you can shoot yes. them, because karate chopping isn't enough, but you can slide and spin dash. You almost forget the spin dash is there until you have to get under something. It's uh, really weird. <laughs> Somehow the game feels even more slippery than in Sonic Heroes. You got a homing attack, of course. Yeah, I also, I would like to say, uh, on the point that you said that the models kind of look the same, I was kind of surprised, because in my mind, I remember this game being, like, dark and gritty, right? Like, I'm sure we all do? Yeah. But, like, the color palette, like, is actually pretty saturated, especially for the character models. Yeah. Oh, definitely the character models. Yeah, like, the, the stages are a little more darker, and, like, it's it never gets hard to see the way I remembered it being. I don't know if I just had, like, a bad TV, because I was playing this game on a CRT. Well, so, I mean, I think also, uh, when I played the game as a kid, and maybe you played it with me or maybe not, I don't remember, uh, I had a TV who which was literally just too dark. Like I don't think you and I ever played this game together. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I played this game with a few people, so I couldn't remember if you were one of them. Uh, but the old TV I had was just, like, very dark, and so it just... <laughs> would have been hard to see everything yeah but like this game is actually pretty 
fine aesthetically. Like, I think it's easy to tell what's going on yeah. visually for the most part. I, I even think, honestly, it is sometimes very good looking, particularly with the cutscenes. Yeah, I actually do like, I love the opening cutscene aesthetically. Yeah. I think that you like it in terms of writing, and we'll get into that more, but <laughs> I would say definitely it looks good. But when he is, like, skating into the distance over those, like, grassy hills, it brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the friggin' grass moves under his feet, and that's really cool. And, like, it lights up gently, as if it were, like, fireflies. There's actually, it's so like, beautiful. The, fir the, the, like, pre-title screen cutscene that's just a music video, right? The first yeah. couple seconds is Shadow's hand on a gun, and you can see, like, the moonlight, like, come through the hand, like, around the edges, which is, like, it just yeah. has good lighting, which games won't get in-game in for another, like, 15 years. Have you guys seen the 3D renders for this game? Like, the official release 3D renders? No. Yes, I'm looking at them right now. They are beautiful. Link, link me to them. They're okay. Uh, hold on a second. Give him the one for Knuckles. <laughs> Give me the Nux. I'm really good. I'm really feeling good on Nux. I don't know, the Maria one's kind of creepy. Well, yeah, it's Maria. Mar Maria just has a better character model in Song of Adventure 2. Friggin' Alice in Wonderland. Maria. Maria. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, there are also vehicles you can jump into. And... Every level has like five keys that unlock a special door and each door kind of gives you something different like a vehicle or a, a jump ahead. It's Yeah, I I found that finding the keys was fun, but actually getting the reward was really lame. Yeah. Yeah, I much prefer so there's two kind of rewards you get in this game for like completion. And one of them is like when you do a level really well and you find all the keys and you're like sneaking around and shit, you get like a door that opens in a middle part of the level. But when you beat a story mode, it, it's kind of weird and we'll get more into it later, but like, when you finish the game, depending on which ending you get, you unlock a new weapon and you can find those in special crates that have Shadow the Hedgehog's head on them, Yeah, which is always weird. But like, those weapons feel way more rewarding than the keys and they actually feel easier to get to me. Yeah, because they're, I mean, they're just in specific locations in a given level. I think there's like three Shadow crates per level. Yeah, somewhere around that. Well, well, not only that, but they're also easier to, like, unlock. Yeah. So they're just easier overall, and they're better overall, so, like, I don't know why you'd ever worry about the keys, other than that they're kind of, actually, like you guys said, fun to find. Yeah, it's it's surprisingly fun to, like, look for them. Um, and, I, I, like, I think a part of that is, like, there are some that are just a gimme, and there are some that you have to, like, basically complete a micro-challenge in order to get. Like, they're in view, but you have to execute something very well. Yeah. And then there's some that you have to go out of your way to try to find. I think that they're also designed in such a way that, like, obviously it's fun to find a key, you know? Like, keys always feel enticing. Yeah. Because they're just, like, the implication of reward is everything that a key is. And also, I think this game is... is and, like, the, the level structure will, will really solidify this, but I think this game is really built for replayability, uh, and the keys add that, that aspect, because there's plenty of keys that actually you can't get unless you know where it's going to be, and in most games that would be frustrating, but because you're replaying this game so much, that ends up being like, oh yeah, like, I know it's there because I've played this stage a couple times before in previous playthroughs yeah. of the game, so now I'm going to be ready for it. Yeah, they kind of remind me of, like, the Chow from Sonic Advance 3 in the way that they're implemented, but, like, there's no real reward for the Chow. I mean, you can go to the special stage, but that's not, that's less of a reward and more of just, like, requirement. an A-B task. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, since there is no sort of, like, special stage for this game, I think that the keys actually feel a lot more fun because, like, you don't need to do them, yeah. so they don't feel, like, prohibitive, but when you do do them, like, you still get something. Yeah. So I think the keys are actually one of the best design parts of this game. So, so I don't know if you guys uh, noticed this. There was this very weird phenomenon that I experienced where uh, I would be running fast and I would jump, and when I was in the air, I would slow down, right? Uh, and then when I would land, I would go slightly faster than I was before I jumped, as if I had been accelerating, uh, as if I was still on the ground, but I didn't have the same speed that I was when I was on the ground. Yeah, this is actually something that's in like a couple of different Sonic games, and I noticed it a lot in Sonic Rush, where if you do a spin dash and jump and then land, you'll be running really fast, even though when you're in the air, you move kind of slow. Yeah. I actually like the way it feels. I, I sort of like it in Sonic Rush, but in Shadow the Hedgehog, especially because of the way the levels are structured, uh, and because of the way the levels are designed as well, uh, with a lot more like, oh, you if you run off a... Uh, 
platform, then you just die. Um, well, I also think that, like, this game has, in many levels, a problem where it's got, like, the mission street from Sonic Adventure 2 situation where, like, bombs just fall on you. Yeah. And maybe it's only the first level. Like, I kind of can't remember it in any other level. Yeah. But, like... Or, you know what, it's also in, like, the Halloween castle level. It's So, the first level, which is Westopolis, and then Central City is the other big one, where there's just bombs all over the place. Yeah, like, that's such a bad Sonic game design thing, because it discourages you from running forward. Yeah, well, so, Westopolis was definitely designed to be, like, a set-piece stage, because they wanted to impress you every single time you played through the stage. But it ends up being really annoying, because you you're so, like, you replay the stage so often, you just want to rush through it and you just rush into the explosions. Yeah, you'll probably play this opening stage at least three times before you get fed up with Shadow the Hedgehog, and then if you actually like it, which is a possibility, mm -hmm. you'll be playing that stage ten times, yeah, probably. Yeah, in order to get the final ending, you need to play the game a minimum of nine times. So, get ready to get very familiar with Westopolis, because it's the first stage, and you can't skip it. Yep. Also, get get ready for to get very familiar with the, the cutscene in the the war room, I guess, immediately after Westopolis. I mean, you can skip that with, like, a speed star button. Yeah, you can skip it, which is nice. Um, this this was uh, a game that was made before it became industry standard to have pausable cutscenes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not sure why you would want to pause these cutscenes, though, because they're not so long. Like, the reason I like pausable cutscenes is because usually cutscenes can get pretty long, and, like, sometimes you play a game and you need to stop. But, like, consoles nowadays also allow you to, like, have a standby mode or a sleep mode. Yeah. And, like, pausing a uh, cutscene isn't really helpful if your console doesn't have a sleep mode, so I get why it's not a thing right now. Yeah. My, my problem is, every, like, I was constantly interrupted by life, specifically at the beginning of every cutscene. It just was very inconvenient. Well, they're, like, 30 seconds. Like, they're not that long. Yeah, it just, like, it sucks. <laughs> like there, there are some that are pretty long, actually, now that you, now you mention it. It's, it's really a great... The pre-rendered cutscenes in particular are long, and to be fair, they're pre-rendered. Like, you don't want to miss those. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, they're they're really good looking. Can you watch the cutscenes in the sort of gallery mode in this game? Does it have that? Yeah. You can go to your library, and you can go through any of your previous playthroughs and watch the cutscenes for that specific playthrough. Oh, okay, cool. I wasn't sure what that was, if it was just, like, a list of the stuff you had done or what. Yeah. But I'm glad that there's, like, a gallery mode, because this game could definitely benefit from that. Also, there's, like, 200 combinations of levels you can play, and there's a unique name for each individual combination. Oh my god. Yeah. That's cool, because it really doesn't make any sense why you would do evil things for part of it, and then do good things for part of it. Yeah. There's not, like, there aren't pivotal points where, like, Shadow could have character development, so you can just pretend that he has character development. <laughs> What's your favorite gun, Charlie? I love the Gatling gun. It's not enough levels, but I love using it. Yeah, it's only in, like, two, right? It's in three. It's in Black Comet, uh, Iron Jungle, and I think one other level, but I can't remember what it is, but God, do I love using it all the time. I remember it being super fun. My, my favorite gun is the, uh black arms gun that shoots just a friggin purple ring is that the one that's shaped like the two prongs yeah yeah that gun is very good i because not only is it good like it does i think more damage than than most other guns that you can get as often as you can get it yeah it's, it's like one of the best like generic guns yeah and also it's a huge hitbox yeah i am a big fan I know it's an unlockable gun, and my question didn't necessarily acknowledge that, but, like, the chicken suck gun? It's called the egg vacuum, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's not too far off from what I said. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, it, first of all, it looks like... It looks like it was almost designed after Billy Hatcher. Yeah, I... Yeah, definitely. Which, for the uninitiated is a uh it's a different sega property that came out for the gamecube and never really had like any acknowledgement after that except isn't isn't billy in like the first sega all-stars racing yeah i think so he's in one of them yeah, he's only in the first one but yeah it's like a chicken with blue spots and like the big red comb and like the yellow beak obviously i definitely got a billy hatcher vibe from it as a kid because i had those games at the same time yeah and like all it does is, if you're near an enemy and you're holding down the shoot button, it will just, like, suck them up and instantly kill them. Yeah. Yeah. And it only, like, it takes up ammunition based on how many enemies you defeat with it, so you can just hold down the button and, like, keep sucking while you're running around. <laughs> By the way, that's, like, the only way you can actually kill people, like humans. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you just knock them over, usually. There is, there is a suck gun in the final 
most hero stage. Yeah, I th it's in a couple of other levels, but... It doesn't suck up big enemies, and the level is mostly big enemies. Yeah. So it's just really unsatisfying to use. I mean, it's mostly used for puzzles, and then in Central City, you kind of need it for the hero mission. Oh, yeah. And I was having a lot of trouble doing that, because you have to, like... it's Because it, there's, there's a few missions where you have to destroy, like, a, a giant, like, moving ship. And if it leaves, yeah. it tells you you failed. But in this, <laughs> yeah. but for like that mission, it's just like it doesn't tell you you failed, even though there is a limited amount of bombs and the bombs will just explode, and I don't even know how to approach them without them exploding. Yeah, but that just has to do with the sucking gun. Yeah, there's some really weird messaging. I hate that mission a lot. Like I hate I hate that stage a lot because both of the objectives are terrible. Well, it's also a maze. Yeah, it's a maze and it's timed. Because not every stage is linear. The Doom is another example of that. That level sucks hard. That level chicken sucks hard. Well, what I like about that level is that it's the only level where one of the unlockable weapons, the heal cannon, is actually useful. Oh, yeah. Because you have to, like, you, ordinarily you'd have to grab these heavy objects that heal certain characters. But, I mean, you can use it if you just want the uh, the humans to shut stop shooting you because they'll just give you a salute. Yeah. Here's, here's yeah. what the heal cannon is extremely useful for, actually. Uh, what I discovered is that it fills your hero meter really fast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so so there's uh, there's these two meters in the game, which are your hero meter and your dark meter, uh, which if you do hero things, one fills, and if you do dark things, the other fills, right? Uh, and if either of them fill completely, you can hit the Y button to activate a, a super thing. And you're also invincible uh, up until it's depleted. Uh, and the super thing, if you're dark, is a, a chaos blast where you just freaking destroy everything nearby. Uh, and for the hero uh, power, it's a chaos control where you just warp ahead. You just travel farther into the stage. Now- Yeah. I would like to note also that when you use the dark super, like, not only does it destroy everything around you, but you can use it more than once. And also, if you destroy a lot of, like, good things around you, you get the meter back. So you can, if you're careful with it, you can kind of carry it for a long time. Yeah. Now, I have a big issue with these, in particular the hero one, which is that uh, the objectives that you have to complete in order to get hero, like, paths, uh, make it so that you can never use this power. Yeah. Because if you skip yeah. the level, then you miss objective points. Not only do you miss objective points, but you also occasionally will miss checkpoints. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you can just warp directly into the goal ring, which will just take you down the neutral path. Yeah, I... That's weird. I kind of wish... I, and I thought it could do this, but I wish you could just cancel it at any time, just like you can... So you don't have to use all of your meter, because the, the benefit of using that meter is that you also, like, get unlimited ammo, or at least in the boss battles you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're also invincible, unless that's only for the, the red one, the, the evil chaos blast, which you can use multiple times, by the way. Yeah. Red and blue, you're both invincible. Like, it, it'll just deplete on its own if you don't use it, but you're invincible during that time, right. which is extremely useful. But yeah, like, in the bosses, it freezes time, which is way cooler. Yeah. Does it freeze time or does it just slow down time? It, it slows down time. Okay. Yeah. But you also have infinite ammo, and I kind of feel like that would just have been a better power for regular stages. Yeah, but like, the good guy, you know, they don't spend any ammo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like conflict avoidance as the good power makes sense, like, thematically. Yeah. But it just actually feels more useful when you're playing the neutral path than when you're playing the actual good path. Yeah. Like, you just coincidentally kill a lot of the aliens and then end up with the super move. And then you're like, cool, I'm just trying to get to the end, so, like, let me use this. So I guess we should be more explicit about the level structure, uh, which is that... Uh, we need to talk about morality uh, first. All right, let's talk about morality. Even though we already kind of did. Well... Because <laughs> you guys, like, got ahead of yourselves. <laughs> Yeah. I'm angry. I'm deeply angry. It's okay, you can... Anyway, yeah, so in this game you can be good or evil or neutral, but really you can only be good or evil, and you can just finish levels in a neutral way. But, like, here's what actually happens. Typically you'll just end up doing a lot of good and evil things at the same time, and that makes everything easier for you. Because if you just kill everyone, like, the only real downside that you have, like, towards the faction that you're actually aiming to help, is that they'll bicker at you when you kill the people they like. Yeah. As long as you leave, like, one human alive in the first level, Sonic is fine, and then if you kill all the aliens, Sonic's like, cool, let's do the hero ending. Yeah, every once in a while you'll kill somebody that you're trying to help, and Bill will say, Fox, that's one of ours! Yeah, genocide. That's the one. There's a... There's a... Yeah, they were, you were doing the wrong character voice, so I'm not going to give you the benefit of acknowledgement. 
Dude, I don't I don't remember how he sounds. It was a it was a Star Fox joke is the bit. Fox, that was one of ours like that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So like the problem here is that the narrative for this game wants you to think that you're choosing to be good or evil several times in a row and then that decides kind of the way the game ends. But what actually happens is you just kind of do whatever you want and then at the end of a level you turn around and accomplish the task that you were supposed to do and then it cuts to a different sequence and then you're in obviously like one of the three levels. Sometimes there's only two options if you're at the top of the or the bottom of the sort of tree that you've got. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of the mechanics here are centered around the idea of, like, filling up one of these meters, so if you destroy just regular level elements, typically that will boost your evil meter, and then if you destroy, like, things that were put there by the aliens, or if you destroy the aliens themselves, you'll fill up your hero meter. And then if there's a particular task that you're supposed to do, every time you accomplish part of that task, it fills up the meters, like we've talked about. Yeah. And the, like, the way this sort of pans out by the end of the game is that there are ten different endings based on the ways that you accomplish different tasks. It's actually it's actually only nine. It looks like ten. Well, yeah, because one of them is the same either way. But there are still ten different end goals because you can still do the evil version of that mission at the end of neutral. That's true. the The final neutral version mission forces you to pick between a good or evil objective. Do you still hang out with Omega in the final cutscene, even if you don't help him in that level? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's very weird. I mean, whenever you face, whenever you fight Egg Dealer in the other two levels, it's just like whoever you, or I guess it's mostly just the uh, the Black Comet one. If you help, if you help, goddamn it, I can't. No, if you help uh, freaking Black Doom on Cosmic Fall, I think Vector still helps you out against Egg Dealer. Wild. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the way the game goes, is that it asks you to, to pick a side, but you really don't have to pick a side at all until the last three seconds of every mission. <laughs> yeah. So, so something that I kind of like is that if you go, like, if you go just straight neutral for the entire time, the only objective is get to the end of the stage, get to the end of the stage, get to the end of the stage, until the last mission, where it's like, oh no, there is no end of the stage. You have to do two, like, you have to complete one of two objectives. And that No, kinda... it's still, one of them is still go to the end of the stage. Oh, is it go to the end? Never mind then. Yeah. Yeah, Omega just wants you to find Eggman. Eggman wants you to activate five defense. It kind of, like, it kind of makes sense to me that, like, hey, so you're playing a game that's not, like, you're thinking of it as a Sonic game, and if you play it as a Sonic game, then you'll just get this specific route, and at the very end, we'll be like, hey, uh, try doing something else. <laughs> try try paying a bit more attention, slowing down a little bit more. Yeah, except that when you get to the end of that run, the full neutral run, which I think is the way that most people would start this game, is just by, like, kind of figuring their way out, and, like, you'll hear about the objectives. Yeah. You would think so. Wait, Charlie, do you not play this game this way? No, like, the I, I still remember the very first route, and... Basically, I I guess I did well on Sky Troops. I did the hero, the hero, which ironically is the only time Eggman is ever like the hero option. Oh yeah, that is weird. But then I got neutral on a freaking Space Gadget, and then I got the Find the Computer Room, the classic for Cosmic Ball. <laughs> oh yep, everyone's favorite. And also, that's the most depressing ending, by the way. So I feel good about myself. That's true. Yeah, that's that's weird. I only ever remember whenever I start up this game because I've played like I've tried to play it maybe I think three different times, including this one. Yeah. I always go for the neutral ending first, just because I feel like it's fun to actually play these levels like normal Sonic levels. Yeah, I definitely think that's the most fun way to play the game. And But, like, the wild thing is that when you get to the end of this route, first of all, I think it's the one that narratively kind of makes the most sense, actually. Yeah. But we'll talk more about that later. But you also get, in my opinion, the best ending theme when you finish this route. So it kind of feels <laughs> like you're done with the game. Yeah. So my problem with the, with the sort of mission structure is because you get... Like, you can complete one of three tasks, which we've explained. But the problem is the individual tasks can vary from level to level, and most of the time it's frustrating in that it's like, oh yeah, so there's 45 soldiers in this level. Uh, I want you to kill 45 of them. Oh, you missed one halfway through the level? Uh, go back and look for him. Yeah, these are like the Chaotix missions and then Team Dark's uh, secondary missions in Sonic Heroes. Yeah. Yeah, they also, they're nice enough to you that there are checkpoints, like, classic Sonic style, most Sonic games have checkpoints, and if you die, you respawn at them. Yeah. But in this case, you can warp between them to get to different parts of the level, so if, like, you, you have an idea of where you might have missed a guy, you can teleport back to him. But, like, in pretty much every instance, you'll end up with one, like, mission objective left, and you'll have no idea where it is, and you just have to play the whole level again. Yeah, you have to start entirely over. And it's the worst in, are you, are you ready for this, Charlie? Lost Impact. 
Mm. It's probably the worst stage in the game because it's very, very slow paced and it's kind of maze designed. Like there are branching paths. It's not as may it's not as a maze as the Doom. The Doom is a bigger maze. I mean, I haven't played that level recently. It's I mean the Doom is also more cramped compared to Lost Impact where it's very kind of out there. Yeah. Yeah, the the Doom feels just like like here are some boxes <laughs> and there's three exits to each box. So, yeah. so I played this game a couple years ago with a friend of mine, uh, and we were we were very like like drunk. No, we were we were freshmen in college <laughs> wanting to be game designers. So we so we very much played this like uh, with a game designer's eye, right? Uh, and so we were like trying to find the pros and cons of the game and trying to analyze it. We got to Lost Impact, and the game took not us slowing down, us doing our best. It took an hour to get through the stage, and we were we were most of the way through the stage, and it was really late, and we just couldn't stay up any later, so we had to quit and try again the next morning. And then it took us another 45 minutes. It's a very, <laughs> very frustrating stage because of how large it is and how if you miss one dude, if you miss one dude, you have to go all the way to the beginning and start completely over and try to find the one spot that you missed, and that sucks. So, Charlie, what are the redeeming qualities of this level? Uh, first of all, the music. I'm gonna listen to that right now. Can we take a- can we take a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lost Impact, this song is- is pretty good. I like it a lot. I think that it's cool that it, like, is different from most of the music in this game, and the way that it's a lot more chill in tone. Yeah. And it- it sort of fits the stage, which is a plus, because I think there are plenty of songs in the game that don't really fit the tone of the stage. Yeah. I think this is the one stage where it really makes sense that it's more chill because so this is a flashback stage uh, and Maria is a major character in the stage and she's the one asking you to do the hero mission stuff which is very annoying to do <laughs> why do you gotta come at the stage so hard she's just a little girl come on I look it's not her fault it's the game designers for, look, if you're gonna have a mission that's kill X things, you gotta have at least X plus one things in the stage. I do think that this game would heavily benefit from being a little more lenient on the tasks that you're requested to do, especially considering the fact that Shadow is supposed to be a little, like, questioning of everything that he does. Yeah. It's weird that he's so, like... Into genocide? Not only the genocide, but I mean, like, he's so nitty-gritty about it. He's like, I gotta make sure that we kill all of the humans. Yeah, he's like, he's like, very particular. Like, it's not good enough for me to kill most humans. So I think Glyphic Canyon, you don't have to kill them all because, like, yeah. I think the fucking blobs make things really complicated. Yeah. That's, that's the one stage I played where I was like, oh, there are still some enemies around and I didn't kill them, but I got through the stage. And I wish every stage was like that. Yeah, see, Knuckles isn't into genocide as much as all the other characters are. Yeah. You know why? Do you know why he's not as into genocide? Because, his... because he experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> Both in game canon and getting sued by Ken Penders. Yeah. Central City, which is the second worst stage in the game, its hero mission is to defuse like 20 bombs. And there's like 100 bombs. And the reason they only give you 20 is because the bombs will blow up. So, yeah. if you miss one, it doesn't mean the mission isn't accomplished. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. But that level also sucks because you have eight minutes to do it. And if you, if you miss the deadline, you just start over. You have no option to just go to a goal ring. There is no <laughs> goal ring! You have to complete one of the two missions. I... I wanted to kind of bring up something sort of regarding that. So, like, you said that it has an eight-minute time limit, and, like, that's ridiculous, which is weird, because in a lot of Sonic games, I feel like most of us would want, like, three minutes max on a level, right? Yeah. Like, would you agree with that, Charlie? Yeah. But in this game, levels tend to take around ten minutes to fifteen minutes? Yeah. I would say ten minutes on average. I don't actually feel that bad about it. Like, I found myself not feeling angry at the end of a level the way that I do in a lot of 3D Sonic games that take more time. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Well, yeah, Sonic Heroes is like a much... It takes a long time, but it's because they're just so damn long. Yeah. Whereas in this case, like, I feel like I'm enjoying the level more as I'm going through it. Like, I'm looking for stuff, I'm finding things, like, picking up guns feels good. 
chair. And like you wanna you wanna like get a hold of the sort of stuff that's kinda just laying around in an E-way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like this game also does a much better job of like selling combat to me. Yeah, I think I think the gunplay weirdly improves the game a lot. Yeah, if combat is gonna be a thing, I think that this is one of the good ways to do it. Yeah. I I do have a problem though, which is that I think contact damage shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, especially with like the human enemies. Yeah. Walking into a police officer should not blow you up. I mean, if you hate contact damage, you should get the flame shield. Yeah. It like especially because so much of this game is like long distance combat. Like and and because your character is so slippery, you're just going to walk into enemies. And they're tiny enemies. It's not like in other games where they're very enemy shaped, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the egg pawns are kind of the only enemy shaped enemies in this game. Yeah. And the friggin' tiny, annoying black arms enemies that friggin' crawl on the walls and the floors. Yeah. Those are pretty much the only enemy where it makes sense to me that they should deal contact damage. Yeah. And they are annoying. That's their purpose. Yeah. I... I don't know, I did find it annoying when I got hit by a police officer, because they're just kind of, like, in the way, but I feel like the Black Arms enemies are more... Like positioned like a video game would position them, where it's yeah. easy to homing attack them, yeah. and it feels like good to homing attack them. Yeah. Well, it's more hilarious when they're just sitting around and you just get hit by them. Yeah. Like <laughs> in in Lost Impact, I would kill the soldiers because even though I'm not trying to do the the evil mission, which there isn't technically, and and they're not even attacking me, they're attacking where the thing I killed was minutes after I killed them. Yeah. And I get hit by the stray bullet. And I'm like, all yeah. right, you gotta stop. That's the other huge problem with this game that I feel is like, if you are, I don't know if we talked about this earlier, but if you are like doing a certain task, you can get like a friend for that task and they'll tell you what you're supposed to do and it'll have the like goal in the corner and they'll say things as you're walking around. But like, if you've got like, uh, is his name just like Black Doom? What is it? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah his name Black is Black Doom. Doom. The, or you can call it Doom's Eye because that's what's following you most of the time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so, like, when Doom's Eye is following you, he'll get mad at you when you kill his enemies, but they'll walk towards you and shoot at you. Yeah. <laughs> even if he's with you. Their commander-in-chief is with you, and they're just, like, pointing their guns at you. It's so weird. Like, I would feel way more engaged with the narrative of this game if, like, when you were working with someone, their faction stopped trying to kill you. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes more sense with Gun because at the end of the first mission, the general of Gun... Because he has a vendetta against you, he tells, like, the commanding people, like, oh, attack Shadow anyway. Like, yeah, I know... and they don't shoot at you for the first stage, right? Uh, I, I think they don't, actually. Yeah. I do think the gun soldiers are the one faction that will or will not attack you, depending on where you are in the story. Yeah. And I think that's great. I think that's actually really well done. Yeah. I The problem I have is that a lot of the AI is very dumb. Like... <laughs> Like, if they're not attacking you, they're just... They don't know what else to do. Yeah. So they'll they'll just attack nothing. They'll attack the air, because something has to be active, or else why are they there, you know? Right. Or they'll just be literally sitting on the ground, and then I'll walk into them and take damage. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty real. I wanted to ask, what's your guys' favorite vehicle in this game? Because <laughs> there are vehicles, we haven't talked about them a whole lot, but... Oh my god. I literally forget that there are vehicles as soon as I get off a vehicle. Yeah, I I mean, there's the motorcycle, which is kind of fine, it's iconic to the game, but, like... Yeah. So, you know the gunwalker that, like, you get into and then you can jump yes, super the high? the little Metal Gear? I want to love that vehicle. But when you hover, you immediately have no horizontal movement at all. Oh god, it's like the opposite of, like, the mech stages. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can jump really high, but there's no horizontal momentum. There's no horizontal. It's so bad. And it sucks because, like, I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna use the glide to save myself from a bad trajectory, and it makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah. I do, however, once you get used to the jump arc in general and, like, you can start positioning things, I do yeah. think that it works well in some of the stages. Yeah, definitely. I think they just shouldn't have had a glide, honestly. Yeah, it just should have fallen a little slower like everything else does in the game. Yeah. yeah. 
Because that, that thing controls the way I kind of want, like, Sonic games to actually control. Like, yeah. it could be faster, obviously. But, like, the jumping mechanics are, like, you go up really fast, you go really high, and you fall really fast. Yeah. Because that's empowering. Like, it doesn't make jumps any easier, because you still have to time everything out. But, like, you, you aren't sitting there waiting to get to the top of your jump arc so you can climb over platforms. Because yeah. this game does the same thing that Heroes did, where sometimes, like, you need to go up, but they make it just this sloggy task that takes more time for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there there are platforms in this game where you just have to hit the A button and just wait till you get to the top of your jump arc so uh. you can grab the ledge and go up them. And it's not, like, a challenge. There's no challenge here. It's just, like, a waste of time. Dude, all the platforms that, like, move up and down that you just have to wait for them to get back down to you so that you can jump up and then wait for them to rise... Yeah, and it's so bad. To be fair, most of that is in stages wherein there's a time limit of some sort, so it's like a direct punishment for doing poorly most of the time. But... Yeah, it still doesn't like feel good, though. So, so Cosmic Fall, right? A stage that should be amazing, uh, but kind of isn't. Yeah. So, Cosmic Fall is a, is a stage that takes place on the arc, but when the arc is being destroyed and falling apart. And so every platform you sta you're standing on is falling into the atmosphere, and so you're platforming in free fall. Which is really cool, except for the fact that you get to a platform and then you have to wait for the next set of platforms to like spawn in and then fall to where you are and then stabilize so you can jump onto them. And yeah. so there's way too much downtime. Oh yeah, I was having that issue earlier. Especially at the beginning, where I swear I go onto the first falling platform and then nothing spawned, and then I fell to my death. I felt like the game had broken. Yeah, I think that there's like a way they could fix things like this. Or maybe not fix, but like sort of obscure the the issue that we're talking about. And that's the- there, there are games I played, like, literally just some Flash games, but even stuff like some- like early first-person shooters will have a task that you need to do and then there's some waiting involved but like no matter what enemies are always spawning so like even when you're just waiting you still have to deal with something and I think that that helps the game feel less like like sluggish yeah so like if literally there were just like gun enemies coming from somewhere or black arms enemies coming from somewhere and they all like had guns or at least one of them had a gun enough to like give you the bullets that you would need to kill the other ones mm -hmm. it would be fun to sort of like learn that that sort of like combat loop where you have to run around in a circle and like keep away from the enemies and then wait until like the thing that you need is there kind of like an elevator level in some games yeah like i think if they just loaded this game with more enemies that had more guns for you it would be like actually more enjoyable yeah i don't yeah. know how you guys feel about that <laughs> i kind of feel like like the game almost can't decide if it wants to be a gunplay game or a Sonic game, and it doesn't. Oh, one hundred percent. What are you saying? Like <laughs> it is the most two kinds of games at the same time. Like, and it it suffers because it it doesn't go full fully in any direction, and a part of that is literally like you can't complete a stage by going to the end of it anymore, or at least not all of the time. Yeah, like that's why I think that playing the neutral version of the game actually feels pretty good because it just feels like a Sonic game plus some fun guns. Yeah. And I, I feel like if they, like, the gunplay is, like, pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think we're, like, quite doing it enough justice. It's so fun in this game to jump into the air and then, like, sort of how you would in Sonic Adventure 2, you know how, like, you have to point the control stick towards what you want to homing attack? Yeah. And how that, like, feels good because initially you don't have a ton of control in midair, but then when you do the homing attack it feels really good because you get to, like do some cool precision stuff. You can kind of do that with the gunplay in this game, where you sort of aim towards an enemy in midair, and then you start shooting, and when you're shooting, you sort of float. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it's really fun to, like, jump, float, shoot, aim a little bit, float, shoot, aim a little bit, float, shoot, to, like, four different guys, like, while in midair. Yeah. And that kind of, like, works with the Sonic system still, because it does sort of feel like homing attack without moving towards the enemies. So it actually makes it safer to do air combat than it was in Heroes, because you to do air combat you had to homing attack, kind of, and that's really dangerous. There's a problem Sonic Heroes had, which this game also has, which is, okay, so you're homing attack on an enemy that takes multiple hits, so you're gonna homing attack again, like in a combo, are you going to hit him, or are you going to jump off the stage and die? Yeah. Who knows? 
But like I said, like using the guns, there's no option to jump off the stage and yeah. die, which I feel like kind of puts a band-aid on the issue. It doesn't altogether fix it, but it's easier to avoid homing attacking in general in this game, and I think that that actually helps the sonic element of it. Yeah. But only in the neutral playthrough, because outside of that, like moving forward isn't as important, so like having the momentum that you get from being able to jump, shoot, and then run, it doesn't kind of matter as much, I guess. And I, I do think the, the biggest problem with the game is the constant need to slow down and be meticulous. And yeah. really, the solution is to just load the game with more combat, because then slowing down is something that happens because you're just too crowded. And so yeah. it's it's like almost like a cover shooter, but without any cover. Right. Like, the cover is instead moving around, which is cool, because that's kind of like what Warframe is. Like, you can play Warframe as if it was a cover shooter for a little bit, but eventually you get to this sort of, like, flood of enemies point. But Warframe gives you a ton of different, like, mobility options, so you can bounce off walls and, like, shoot through the sky and stuff, and you can kind of do that in this game. Yeah. And I feel like it'd be really fun if this game just asked you to keep running and, like, managing enemies. Yeah. But, like we said, it doesn't go full one direction or the other. And you also have the situation where if you fill the levels up with more enemies, then you wouldn't have to, like, be worried about killing the right number, because if every enemy... Sorry. If every stage that had you kill a number of enemies was like, kill 40 of these 100 enemies, then, like... It's a done deal. It'd feel a lot better, yeah. Plus, it makes it a lot more important that you don't kill the opposing uh, faction. Yeah, because you're more likely to end up accidentally completing that goal. Yeah, and so it makes it feel a lot more of an intentional decision that, like, you or Shadow makes than to be like, okay, because I spared this guy, I'm totally fine to just kill every single guy that I see, and we're good. Versus, right. okay, I have to make sure that I'm not killing these guys, even though they're trying to kill me, because I'm trying to help them despite that. Right, I think that that would, like, I think that just dumping more enemies into the game would improve it a lot. Which yeah. is weird to say, because I don't think that way for a lot of games. And also, and this is important, remove contact damage. Yeah, that that too. If you were going to have 100 enemies in a level, definitely remove contact damage. Yeah, I don't want to bump into 40 enemies in a row and then just, like, take damage each time. Here's the other thing is, in this game, they removed the... In Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, and I think in Heroes as well, if you get hit while you're in the air, you can sort of, like, do a mid-air jump afterwards to recover. Yeah. Uh, which is important because sometimes you'll get hit and the knockback would knock you off the stage and you can instead jump in midair to fix that. Uh, that's not true in this game. So close-up combat becomes a lot more dangerous. And I kind of think if you lean into the gunplay aspect of it, that works to the game's benefit. Yeah. But as it is right now, it doesn't really... You still have to rely too much on the homing attack in this game for it to be okay to have midair con uh, contact damage. Yeah. Also, so yeah, also, I, I, uh, when you get hit in this game, instead of losing all of your rings, you only lose twenty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big thumbs up on that mechanic because I think it makes rings important in this game when normally they wouldn't be. Like, yeah. there's kind of no reason to grab right. rings in this game except that every twenty rings you get another hit, which feels good. Yeah, and also, again, this improves the gunplay. Oh yeah, for sure. You also don't get feedback for getting a one life. Yeah at least like through rings, but I'm pretty sure you get them because I do end up with a lot of rings after a while. And there's only one mission that actually requires you to get a lot of rings, but... Oh wait, there's a mission that's like a collect the rings mission? Yeah, there's a collect 400 rings mission. Yeah, it's a circus park. I didn't know that. Yeah. It is not great. It's the level with the famous line of where's that damn fourth chaos emerald? Oh, that's why I've never heard that line before. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of, I've heard everyone say it before, but I've never heard it in game. It's the it's one of the like neutral hero stages, right? No, well, it's the third hero most stage. Okay. What a what a phrase that is. So yeah. it's like the top of the first area where there's like five stages in a column. So we should we should talk about the map structure, I guess. Well, quote unquote map. It's sort of shaped like a pyramid. Like it, I mean, it it's a very handy visual aid, I think. Uh, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, I really like the design of it with one major problem I have, which I'll get into once I've described it, which is that it's sort of shaped like a pyramid where towards the end some of the, the sides are, are shaved off so it doesn't go completely all the way out. Wait, what? I very, I'm very confused by what you're trying to say right now. Okay, imagine you're looking at a pyramid through a doorway. 
Are you are you saying that because the so basically there are columns of levels and like in the first column there's just one level and then in the next column there are three but they're like centered towards the middle. Yeah. Are are you saying that because at the end there are three sets of five levels instead of two sets of five levels and then a set of seven that it looks like it's shaved off? Yeah. Okay. To me that actually looks completely natural because of how pixel art works, where if you're trying to draw a triangle you stratify it like that. Yeah. So I don't think it looks shaved off. So to I guess to be specific, you go through six stages. Yeah. And there's only gonna be one first stage, but there will be three of each the second and third stage, and then five of the fourth, fifth, and sixth stages. Yeah. And they're all centered on the middle. They're not like yeah. It's not an isosceles triangle. It is a well, I guess it is still isosceles, but it's not a right triangle. Right. I think that leads to a total of twenty-two levels. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's something like that. And it's a sideways pyramid, right? So you're traveling <laughs> rightward. It's a triangle, it's not 3D. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, so it's a triangle where the center point is out on the left, and then the branching out part is to the right. I think the easier way to describe this for like modern games is that it looks kind of like a skill tree, but with levels instead of skills. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. So a big problem that I have with it is that the hero side is down and the dark side is up, but when you're doing stage select... Oh yeah. When you're doing stage select, it shows you your rank for hero, neutral, and dark, where hero is the top list and dark is on the bottom of the list, it's so it's not consistent. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's like the biggest problem. I do actually, though, like that hero is on the bottom in this case, because it makes, like, up is supposed to feel good in Sonic games, so it makes the dark side feel more canon. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of neat, I think. I think it, like, paints the game in a slightly different it way. It adds the edge that it so well markets. Yes. So well. Uh, well. I think, it, I think it marketed the edge pretty well. I don't know if it, like, sold on it. I but... don't know. I have a picture of the Nintendo Power magazine that I had a copy of at some point. Something else that gets me about this game is... When you, like, hit A on anything in any menu, it's just a gunshot sound as, like, the confirm. It is the stockest-ass gunshot sound. I love it. It's a very stock gunshot sound. And it's great. And it's so loud, and it will play over itself as many times as you want it to. Yeah. A menu, like, when you're pushing, when you're pushing up or down, right, to select an option, it'll make, like, a, like a clicking sound. Yeah, like a cocking a shotgun sound. Yeah. But you're cocking it multiple times. Yeah. It's pump action. You gotta, like, get some air in there. Yeah. And the menu screens are, like, really, really specifically made. Yeah, they're actually all really well designed. Like, really well designed. There's a specific screen with, like, a close-up on Shadow's face that's, like, really high res. And there's, like, a reflection of fire in his eyes. And next to him are really bit-crunched, like, edgy poetry. Yeah. I love it. I'm very into it. And like the level select screen when you're doing, I guess it's not the level select screen, but when you're in like a run, yeah. As you're completing things, it will show like dr like chalk drawings of arrows and like little like pinned up pictures of the level you beat. Yeah. In this way that looks really neat. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, I, I had to go up to get here or down to get here, and then like here's a little chalk chalk drawing of that and like a circle through it to show yeah. that I like finished it. There'd be like a little dot that signifies a boss battle near it. Yeah. Yeah, even though you don't see the dots in a level select, you see them like afterwards. I love the way it looks. You also yeah. get like a, a white star over every level you complete. You actually can't really see the icon at that point, really, but it's. Yeah, you can see it in like the level select later. Very military star. It's like a brighter gray rather than it's dark if you've never been to that level before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is highly useful. I really like the UI for this game, yeah. and especially the menu design. I would make some very minor tweaks, like swapping Hero and Dark to make it more consistent. But other than that, I, I really think the, the UI is like very memorable, which is not something you usually say about UI, but I think it kind of works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that like, I wish more games did stuff like this to make the UI more like part of the game design. I think that like another game that does this really well in my mind is Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah. Because the icons and stuff and like the sort of menus that you go through, first of all, they all have these very saturated like oranges and almost like seafoam greens. 
that are like super striking the way the rest of the game is. It's supposed to look like like pop art. Yeah. And the icons are designed with these sort of like soft edges to make them look kind of like street signs almost. Yeah. And I, I think that that kind of stuff like really drives home the point that you're playing a game. It's like about the big city life and about like bright fashion. I, I know uh, Persona also heavily stylizes like their menus and stuff. Yeah, Persona does a super good job with it too. Persona 5 goes ham, and I I imagine the reason is that they were like, look, these these the players are going to experience these menus a lot because it's a turn-based combat game, so it's kind of all about navigating menus. So we're gonna make the menus as enjoyable to look at as possible. Yeah, it's kind of weird that like I enjoy Final Fantasy menus. Like for a while, my I had the uh, World of Final Fantasy PS4 theme. Yeah. And just hearing the like beeps and bloops of like navigating a Final Fantasy menu was like so good to me every time I turned on my PS4. Yeah. But the weird thing is that like Final Fantasy menus are the way they are because they initially didn't have the ability to make them like interesting. Yeah. So like in the original Final Fantasy, you just had like squares and an arrow, but like. That's the way they've stayed for the past 15 <laughs> Final Fantasy games. It's like a part of their brand to have a kind of boring menu. Right, but like that sound makes me feel so good that I just don't care. Dude, I have, I just got the, the Kingdom Hearts theme for the PS4, and you better believe I had that installed. <laughs> Does it also make the same Final Fantasy sounds? It, it makes the Kingdom Hearts sounds. Are they? Di I can't remember if the Kingdom Hearts sounds are even different from the Final Fantasy sounds. Yeah, they're different. They've got more, like, reverb on them, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, like, sound more magical. Yeah. So, in essence, we're saying, please give us the Shadow the Hedgehog theme for our PS4. Yes. Yeah, pr like, actually, yes. For sure. 100%. I would love to, <laughs> whenever I select, like, the YouTube app, it's like... <laughs> 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 the, the game is extremely edgy in a way that I think doesn't work at all. But oh no, I, I think it super sells the like camp element. If you go, okay, this is going to be edgy and I'm going to have a fun time with it, then you can get really into it because it's like fun how edgy it is. Yeah, I think it, it feels almost ironic when yeah. you hear four gunshots before you start playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you see a, a friggin' screen that says, oh, this game uses an autosave feature. If you see this icon, it means that it's saving. And then you can hit A to say okay, and you hit it, and you just hear... <laughs> <laughs> See, that's when, that's like when you're freaking 10 years old and you play this game for the first time, which I think I actually was 10 years old when I got this, because it came out in 2005, and yeah. yeah, just hearing that, and then when you like, you get hit by an enemy, you're like, damn, and I'm like, oh my god, like, <gasps> I should be playing this game, oh, I feel so naughty. <laughs> right, but it's like not quite GTA, where if you were a kid that like, you're, you like, you didn't want to play the games or you shot police, like, yeah, dude, I... Real talk, I was very uncomfortable shooting people in this game. Like, even this time, or...? I think a part of it is that they stay on screen after you, like, defeat yeah. them. Like, They're... you don't kill them, because they can still talk and stuff right. like that. But if it's a robot, I'm like, oh, I killed these in Sarvage too. I don't care. Yeah. I think, I think Steven, you put it... Like, you, you said the right word, which was campy. I think, yeah. like, it's, like, edgy campy. Yeah, it's, like, campy as shit. I, I love the hell out of this game's, like, concept. I, I've talked to Isaiah about this before, and I think Charlie might have even been around. I have this, like, argument with Isaiah that cigarettes are cool, even though in real life they're obviously bad for you and you should not smoke, and you do not look cool in real life smoke. You Like, it looks gross. Yeah. But, like, in westerns and stuff, when a cowboy has, like, their cigarette and, like, they put it on the ground and, like, stomp it out and then shoot somebody, like, that shit is amazing. Dude, if, if Shadows... I wish that Shadow the Hedgehog smoked in this game. I would I would be so into it if, like, the game opens and you see, like, the smoking gun and it, like, pans to Shadow, like, smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> if the opening cutscene for this game were him, like, flicking the bottom of the pack and then, like, pulling his cigarette out and getting ready to light it and then Black Doom shows up and he, like, drops the cigarette out of, like, shock and surprise. <laughs> oh, my God. I would be so into it. Oh my god. Dude, I... I, <laughs> I think the thing for me is that, like, edgy, re like, it really doesn't work as a Sonic game. Like, right. in the Sonic brand, it stands out so horrifically, and that's why it doesn't work. Right, and that's why this is a Shadow game. After a while of playing, you just forget that it's a Sonic game. For sure. And then you can kind of get into it. It's so good that this is a shadow game. It's it's like the way that Tails Adventure was a Tails game and not a Sonic game. Yeah, I do get that. This is a shadow game and not a Sonic game. I like that. But we don't have any other 
shadow games. But, and again, I wish they had leaned a little bit more into it. Yeah, I definitely think that a cigarette would have improved this game magnanimously. <laughs> I was I was gonna say more enemies and no combat dam er, no contact damage, but I guess a cigarette does it. More enemies, more cigarettes, more guns. So so they have an E ten rating. Do you think if they gave him a cigarette, ESRB would have would have said, no, it's teen? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we would have hopped a teen because of drug use. Yeah. But I also think that like think about the scene where Shadow like lights a cigarette with his skates. <laughs> It is like jet skates. God, that's like too campy. I'm thinking of a scene where I don't think Shadow ever sets it up, but I'm picturing a scene where Shadow like takes his cigarette and drops it, and it lands on like a trail of gasoline that like travels and then ignites like a thing. <laughs> and Charmy is like in the building that's about to burn down. <laughs> Find your own top secret discs. So you know the part in the opening, like, rendered cutscene, not the, like, beginning of the game, but the intro where it's playing all of me? Yeah, the, the before the title screen. Yeah, and he's standing on rubble, right, in Westopolis? Dude, yeah. Imagine him instead, like, he's sitting, and he's got one leg crossed over his knee, and he's, like, polishing a gun, and then he pulls a cigarette out, and then, like, on the leg that is pointed sideways, like, jets come out, and he lights the cigarette, puts it in his mouth, and then continues to polish the gun. Are you not sold? Can we just talk about the opening, the end of the opening sequence where, like, there is rubble and the camera's panning up and friggin' Sonic is, like, falling down with, like, dirt all over him, like, Shadow has just beaten the crap out of him, and Shadow just stands there holding a gun. Yeah, above Sonic's corpse? Oh my god, I was so sold. Above Sonic? <laughs> it's so, like, it's so silly. I was so sold. I was like, this is what I want in my life. And and the worst part is, as a kid, I was really into it. I Dude, I'm still into it. I love this shit. I watched the entire intro cutscene every time I boot up this game. I also this, do that. This game was, like, almost made for us because we ate this <laughs> shit up so hard. Yeah, for sure. This it, Like, this came out in the perfect time for us because we were all becoming, like, preteens. Yeah, playing Shadow the Hedgehog was the closest I ever got to actually being edgy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's first edge. It's so good. But it's, like, so safe, too. Like, yeah. you turn around and you're like, oh my god, there's nothing here. Like, you, yeah, absolutely. Playing this game again, you're like, there's nothing even slightly genuinely edgy about it. It just has a lot of black and plays metal music in the background. Yeah, and, like, has guns. Like, it's got gun violence, but, like, not real gun violence. Yeah. <laughs> like, they still have friggin' Eggman robots with their cartoon guns. Right. God, what can we just talk about how ridiculous Shadow looks like, like whenever he holds a big weapon? Yeah, like when he's got like the lance or like the dark sword. Dude, especially like if you do like a spin dash. Oh yeah, it like spins around you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. like if we're gonna talk about ridiculous weapons, holding the chicken suck gun and like just standing <laughs> in the air, like, because so the one cool thing about the chicken suck gun that I didn't mention earlier is it. You can just hold down the fire button and it will keep going, as we said, because the ammo yes. only runs down when you kill someone. So if you jump into the air and then hold the button down, you just sit in place in oh, midair yeah. holding the chicken suck gun. Oh, uh, did you mention that it can also suck in rings, and that doesn't take ammo, it just gives you the rings? I meant to, but I don't think I actually ever got to it. But the other cool thing is that not only can you suck up like just regular rings, if you get hit, you can chicken suck all the rings that fly out of you. Yeah. 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 Chicken suck gun for life. I kind of feel like over the course of this episode, we've gone from like a thumbs down, thumbs sideways to maybe a thumbs up on this game. I am 100% a thumbs up on the idea of this game. Yeah, I, I feel like, like, because when I played this a couple years ago with a friend, we, we basically came to the conclusion of this game would, it would not be playable if we were playing it alone, but because we were playing it with somebody else, like, we had a much better time because we could... We could sort of make fun of it at certain times, and we could pass the controller off and stuff like that. And I do think that this game benefits a lot from familiarity with it. Yeah, for sure. Because first of all, the stages take a lot less time to do, and the time stages in particular are a lot less frustrating. On the other hand, Westopolis is not a stage you can play 40 times. It is no City Escape, that is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> City Escape, I could play a thousand times. I have played City Escape at least 100 times. Like, yeah. It's definitely a triple digit number. Yeah, same here. I think we're ready to do thumbs up, thumbs down. And I think for this, we're doing thumbs up, thumbs down just gameplay. But yeah. that includes like all the like assets and everything. Yeah. I think that like if you 
basically, if you do the thing that I tried to do when I played Sonic Adventure 2, and that is ignore the Tails levels, and the Eggman levels, obviously. If you do that with, like, the lost impacts of the world, and you just kind of try to ignore the, like, bad objectives, but you take in all of the music, and all of the art, and all of the, like, goof, and all of the gun. Yeah. I think that this game is a thumbs up, like, from a casual perspective, if you just play the neutral run. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm gonna go thumbs up. I kinda have to give it a thumbs up as well, because while I... Like, I think what's bad about it is also ironically good. Like, so even when it sucks, it's still great. Yeah. And I think I think the worst part about it is really just the very, very frustrating sequences that take an hour of your time. Yeah, if some of the level objectives were just fine-tuned a little bit, I think that it would be completely playable. This is, this is one of those games that I would love to see remade and just have some minor things changed about them. You know, like like with Knuckles Chaotix, it was overhaul the level design. Yeah. But keep pretty much everything else the same. Yeah, like the characters can play exactly the same, and that game would be amazing. Yeah. There was there was a uh, a Game Gear game I think where I said if the camera was just more zoomed out, all of them, it would be a much better game. All of them, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Sonic Chaos specifically, I think is like all of our favorite one, but. Perhaps. So hit us with your hot takes, Charlie. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I should give this a thumbs down because I don't know if I say... I can't really tell if I enjoyed this less or more than Sonic Heroes. I mean, I definitely... I guess I guess the thing is, is that I've been playing this pretty constantly, you know, the past few days. And I was doing that for Heroes, but with this, it's kind of like, oh, I can do a run in, like, an hour or so. Yeah. And, yeah. This is just kind of like, well, I am going to start Westopolis all the time, but, like, I can't go out, and the missions are kind of interesting enough, and the combat is fun enough. I, I guess I'll give it a thumbs up. I want to hit you with, like, a point that I thought of, like, talking about this. I think that this game, gameplay-wise, and even, like, design-wise, for, like, art and music and stuff, I think that it's better than Sonic Adventure. Ooh. Well... I mean, it's better than... I don't know about that. I, I'm i gonna hit you with the Big the Cat levels. I'm gonna hit you with the Amy levels. Wait, you, I think, do you say Sonic Adventure or Sonic Adventure? Sonic Adventure. Uh, I mean, if you compare Sonic's levels with Shadow... I would, like, still probably rather play a Gamma level than if the Shadow. I don't know. I think that Shadow's gunplay is way better than Gamma's. I think Gamma's gunplay is easier. Yeah. But I think Shadow's is more rewarding. I think the gun walker with the, the terrible glide, if you fix or otherwise remove the glide, I think that plays better than the mech stages in Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's a better transition into it too, honestly. It, it really is. I think the biggest problem with the game is really just that the some of the objectives are so difficult to accomplish because there's such little leniency over them. Yeah, I think that's really the only like critical flaw. Yeah. Like the gameplay, like we said, it plays like heroes, which is bad, but like it kind of gives you enough options to avoid that altogether. Especially on the neutral playthrough, because on the neutral playthrough you'll actually end up getting to use the hero move, which is yeah. just like skips on the level and that feels really good. Yeah, I, I think that overall this game is like a thumbs up, but it's not amazing. It's not, like, the best game, but I do think that, like, the experience it gives you is unique enough that, like, it can kind of survive even being mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worth experiencing. Like, I, I would I would say that with full confidence. So, yeah, three thumbs up on Shadow the Hedgehog. It made it, guys. Yeah. Not what I, not what I expected. I didn't go into this saying, oh, yeah, we'll definitely all thumbs up this game. I, I was kind of betting on it. I was like, I think that these guys are going to love Shadow the Hedgehog by the end of this, and then hate it by the end of week two, which I think is what Charlie was going to get to. Oh, I don't know about that. This is a game I grew up with, so it's gonna, I don't know if I'm going to hate it so easily. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the Charlie Nostalgia Zone. It cannot be touched. Yeah, like I said, I was 10. Wild. It's like vying for, for like control over Sonic Adventure. <laughs> it's like deeply in the pit with Sonic Adventure, that's wild. Is this game Sonic Adventure 3? Is this the one we were looking for? No. This is, I mean, this is more of Sonic Adventure 3 than Sonic Heroes is. 
It's got the, like, branching level paths. It's got the yeah. different, like, it's got a level select that's nice. That's one thing. Yeah. It's got, like, plot continuity that's, like, a little wild, but, like, it's still in the human world. It's it's cribbed in, like, the, the interesting themes that are, like, overpaved by weird cutscenes. I mean, it's definitely narratively, which we'll get to next time. It's it's a direct follow-up to Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah, I think guys, I think this is Sonic Adventure 3. I think it is Sonic Adventure 3. I think it's Sonic Adventure 3. It needs a Chow Garden though. I mean, there is a there is an arena full of Chow, but oh, I forgot about that, dude. You can punch those Chow. Yeah, you can. And they react. So good. It fills your dark meter. <laughs> so and it good. fills your dark meter a lot. Oh man. So yeah, we'll we'll see you guys next time with the plot of Shadow the Hedgehog. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash nospindashzone. You can email us at nospindashzone at gmail.com. I forgot our email. <laughs> it's just our our podcast name. Yeah, you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash nospindashzone. Yeah, although we've, like I said before, we've streamed a lot less lately, so yeah, it's, it's more of like a once a month thing, less than a once a week thing. <laughs> You should you should follow us so that if we do stream, you'll find out. You can also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. Follow me at Draws Charlie where I draw something every day, except now I'm getting really lazy with actually scanning it. But on my honor, I do draw every day, even if it kills me. We believe Dude, you. Dude, your art's getting better. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. I will also now announce my Twitter for the first time. <gasps> <gasps> All I really do on it is occasionally post screenshots from video games that I play. <laughs> yeah, I I remember like like every once in a while you'll just be like I'm on Twitter again and then you'll tweet like six times and you'll be like I'm off Twitter again <laughs> yeah. for half a year. <laughs> uh my Twitter is at super squatch. I'm not gonna spell it. You can find it on the <laughs> on our main Twitter account if you're if you're unable to spell it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I mostly just post like the game that I'm playing at the time, or occasionally a, th- a thought if something horrible happens in my day. Alright. See you guys next week. Goodbye. Try a different story. <laughs> Try a different story. Damn, not here! We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.